Welcome to Marty's Music Kitchen, the fun music and food podcast where anything can happen. On today's episode, we're stirring up a batch of hot, hearty chili with Zia McCabe, the synth, bass, and percussionist for the Dandy Warhols. She's also a successful real estate agent for Windermere as A to Zia Real Estate in Portland, Oregon. In addition, she's been saving good parties from bad music since 2001 as DJ Rescue. And if you were relying on this to pay your bills, it's so easy to zap some of that joy. And that's how I started to feel about music, was like, man, I want to play music, not work music. Zia is one of the few musicians to dovetail the nightlife of being a performing musician and DJ with a day job of real estate, preventing the eventual burnout of touring and preserving the joy of all things music. How does she flip the switch from her onstage persona to living a quote-unquote normal life? And why is chili one of her favorite easy things to cook? Let's go check it out. Well, hi, Zia. Welcome to the show. <laughs> hi, Marty. <laughs> Thanks for having me. This looks great. Uh, we're here in your kitchen in this beautiful house. When was this built? Uh, 1904. 1904. That is really a great find. It's, it's beautiful. And um, what are we cooking up today? We are making chili. It's chili. the season, right? It is the season. In fact, today was a beautiful kind of a foggy, rainy day. And um, this is the perfect meal. Yeah, when the weather turns, I start to get excited for crockpot cooking and soups ah, and stews again. Is this going to be a crockpot recipe? This is, yeah. Yahoo! Yeah, I'm busy. I really like to make enough food for the week. Uh-huh. And, you know, sometimes freeze some, but really not have to worry. There's always at least the the chili or the whatever I made for that week. I love that. Well, yeah. um, can I do anything to help? Do you want to cut some carrots? Sure, I'll cut carrots. So it looks like, uh, well, you know, walk me through some of these ingredients. Uh... Well, I just, if I'm making something in a crock pot, I'm not typically intimidated. You mm -hmm. know, you can usually just throw a bunch throw of things in. in there and it kind of turns out. Uh-huh. Um, but I was in the mood for chili. I'm doing um, kind of a cleanse called the Whole30, oh, which cool. I'm sure lots of people have done it. It's the third time I've done it. Um, Does it work? I mean, clearly, I mean, what's third the goal? time, right? right? Yeah, the goal is, you know, to lower inflammation, clean out your body, break your, the sugar cycle. You know, I think, I, know I don't that. know if everybody gets into sugar in a way that you want more and more and more, but uh -huh. I kind of do. And then all of a sudden I'm eating like Swedish fish and Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> and I don't want to eat that stuff. So yeah, then I take a break. Halloween coming up. Too. Right. So I take a month. Uh, this time I'm taking two months. So I'm really doing the whole 60, but two months off of sugar and starches, which turn into sugar, right? So yeah. it's just Oops. meat. Meat, vegetables, fruit, no dairy, but no, no, dairy. no grains, no beans, no legumes. So nothing processed. Nothing processed, I would and no. Uh, well, I mean, sweet potatoes are starchy, so I don't really know what, where they draw the line with that. Um, but really, the things with the most sugar that we have are fruit, carrots, sweet potatoes, dates. Dates don't, are allowed. That sounds good. Okay, so I'm just kind of slicing these carrots. Oh, you want me to dice them up? Yeah, right. I used a food processor the first time around, but since we were talking, I thought. It would be That's less okay. We can chit chat. That's all good. To do the chopping. Give me something to do. Uh huh. So um, so yeah, I grabbed like four uh, Whole30 compliant chili recipes. It's really easy to get food fatigue when you're you know taking out a lot of the yummy things that you're used to eating. I really miss 
my daily slice of pizza at Pizzacato, which is next to my work. Mm, what's your favorite kind of pizza? Um, well, I have to go gluten-free, so a lot of times the choices are limited. Mm -hmm. But Pizzacato lets you make any kind of pizza you want on a slice Ooh. if you're, if you're gluten-free. I didn't so you, know that. So you actually have more choices than anyone else when oh, you're getting a slice. That's really great. And it's fortunately or unfortunately next door to my work. <laughs> so <laughs> I have a lot of lunches at Pizzacato. You know, I have kind of a funny story about pizza. I am a pizza girl, and um, back when I was dating... Um, I put in my dating profile that sometimes I love a glass of wine and a nice meal and other times I crave nothing more than a pizza and a beer. But I got taken out for pizza and beer so many times oh. that I had to take it out. They didn't like, want to do the glass of wine I was thing. like, um, yeah. <laughs> oh I bet my this gosh. Is, and so, um, I don't know, I had to figure out a way to tell people that I loved food without like you know having the same meal every five seconds but anyway, doesn't it kind of show thing. you that those people aren't being very creative yeah. though yeah but I mean okay so as far as the dating sites go so I was doing one and mine had I want to have activity dates I didn't want to go out for beer I didn't yeah. want to go to a bar and meet somebody uh-huh I wanted to do something that even if the date was kind of a dud I still went to the museum or I still went rock climbing or I still went roller skating yeah um, and it was really fun you know they they were usually clued in enough to um, choose something off the list yeah but the guy I'm dating now was the only one who had an activity idea that wasn't on the list okay what wasn't on the list I have to know a private jujitsu lesson <gasps> That is so cool. I know. That's so, so cool. He's like, okay, how about this? And I'm like, okay, A, it wasn't on my list, which is awesome. And B, I'll totally I do a private jujitsu lesson. So, so I, I did something similar too. And I actually do have a boyfriend now. And my second date, um, I wanted to do something active. And we went and played ping pong. Yeah, isn't that more fun? It was you're so chatting much fun. and yeah. you're not interviewing each other no. across a table. We were trying to kill each other with a ping pong ball, which yeah. was really fun. Yeah. Probably I know. not as fun as jujitsu. But right. you know. I'm looking at this guy after meeting him, you know, twenty minutes ago and I've got my sweaty thighs wrapped around his neck and I'm pulling like, his hair. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. This isn't is that great. That's yeah, great. I'm like, that was great. Let's go yeah. get a burger. So we went to Foster Burger, which well, is amazing. Well, I'm glad that's going well for you because i got to tell you, it's going well for me. So Good. Yeah, we're having love, a great time. We both love food. We both love adventure. and It's really great. Yes. So, yes. At any rate, you were talking about um, the pizza cutter that's close to your work. Where do you work? So when I say that, I'm referring to my office at Windermere, which is where Ada Zia Real Estate resides. I love that name. Thank you. <laughs> it was Well, it was a radio show name to start, and now I couldn't... I was so happy to have an opportunity to reuse that name, I have to say. Uh, I love it. Yeah, so I do my, you know, that's where I go and have my office desk and be a realtor, which is, you know. And how long have you been doing that? Uh, I'm in my second year, and I really like it. It's, um, it is a great use of my skill set. Well, yeah. yeah, being personable, I can imagine, is yeah, probably kind of Yeah, and it's got that hustle to it, right? I'm and a hustler, and so that's really fun. And all the negotiating and the fi being a fixer, right? You just have to go in and make stuff work. You mm -hmm. have to be a solution-based thinker. Are you uh, big on, like, open houses? Um, 
I once knew a real estate agent who just said open houses were a waste of time. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I don't think an open house is a waste of time as far as getting a house sold. I mean, mm -hmm. my, my listing just sold because of the two open houses. There were no uh, yeah. showings other than those. I and would want to go. Offers. It's kind of like trying it on for size. You know, you got to come in and look at it. Yeah, some people don't like looking when there's other people there. And then, oh. th then there's the other Whatever. side of open houses where you're going there to try to pick up unrepresented buyers. And that might have been what she was referring to. Oh. Because some people have that kind of gift to really grab a uh, stranger. And I mean, I, I have enough friends and friends of friends in Portland mm -hmm. that I um, haven't had to rely on any business from strangers, huh. um, well, which is cool. a to a totally and part you of why like I thought this would work. Market. Why do you think I chose real estate? So I'm like, cool. wait, I already know all these people. Smart woman Some of these you people are, are going to be buying and selling <laughs> houses and I can help them and it will be fun. Um, and you know, the other cool thing about having this desk and, and this um, sort of office structure is it helps me take care of that aspect of my creative life. Yeah. So I'm so much more on top of like the business of the Dandy Warhols, the business of Brush Prairie, the business of DJ Rescue. I can uh -huh. use DocuSign and yeah. you know scan things and <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to tell you, um, you know, I also have a day job. Um, I was, I always thought I would be a full-time musician, and it just didn't work out that way. And it I rarely have to does. tell you, I really like having a steady paycheck, but I adore music, I adore singing and performing and writing and all those things. Um, and my day job, you know, gives me the opportunity to do Marty's Music Kitchen and that feed that creative side without having to starve while doing it. This brings me joy. Yeah. My job brings me joy, everything, and, you know. And if you were relying on this to pay your bills, it's so easy to zap some of that joy. Oh gosh. Right? Yeah. And it totally you know, is. with that and that's how I felt started to feel about music was like, man, I want to play music. Yeah. Not work music. Yes. I want to play it. So, <laughs> I totally hear you. And so by working my job, I get to play more music and not be worried about if it's going to pay all my bills. Yeah. Uh, and that really takes the pressure off. And, and uh, you know, we were we were sick of touring nonstop anyway. So now you mean we... the Dandy Walls? Yeah. So now we choose what we want to do. We call them exotic weekends, even if it's like Texas that. or Colorado. Hey, I, I, come on. Right? I, I lived in Colorado for a long time, and I actually really Dickens loved it. was an exotic it, but... weekend. Yeah. I don't care if it's Bakersfield. If we decide to go play three go shows, to Aspen, man, that's great. Uh, we have played Aspen quite a bit. Uh, the altitude's tough for me. I don't like oh, it. Oh yeah, I, I can I imagine. I get it every time. Um, so yeah, so then I'm and I get to be home, cook more home cooked meals, grow food in my garden. You have a garden? Yeah, I just harvested a bunch of beets, a bunch of green beans. I mean, they're both two little plots. They're you know. Zia McCabe, I am so impressed. <laughs> I love. I always, I've always had a little bit of a, a raised. I live in a very small place right now, and I have raised beds that I yeah, put in. Yeah, so I have two raised beds exactly. Yeah, and I uh, I always feel when spring comes around, I think. It's in my genes, must be, that um, you know I have that urge to go get my hands dirty. It's just yes. very grounding for it me. It is, I um, agree. And in a life where you know your music and you just go, 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 whether it's your day job or a podcast or whatever, for me, it's just like, <sighs> agree. breathe. Agree. I mean, that's why I bought a house because the traveling all the time. I'm like, I'm gonna float right off into the ether if I don't plant <laughs> some roots. Yeah. And I was moving all like the time. A, like you know. a Pink Floyd song. Yeah, <laughs> so I bought this house in 99 and it has really been my anchor through, you know, all the traveling and, uh, you know, all the, 
things that have come in and out of my life, I have this house and, and um, mm. I love it so much. So I know you mentioned getting tired of touring. When you guys were back with the Dandy Walls and you were touring all the time, you know, what happened? What, tell me about it. I mean, how did you decide well, to make that switch? Unless you can maintain a level of say, you know, an average audience of about 2,500 people, then you're affording hotels more often, uh -huh. a little bit bigger of crew. It's just a little cushier, right? It's right. a little more sustainable. Uh -huh. Or you're just gritty like Dinosaur Jr. and you don't mind touring in a van for the rest of your life. Yeah. But, you know, we're, um, we're comfort seekers, all uh -huh. of us, and when you're playing well, at, yeah. when you're playing a little bit smaller venues, which we are able to maintain the size that we're at, it's not as swank. We still have our buses, we still have our hotels, but it's a little more of a grind. Uh -huh. And just long term, so the smaller you get, the more shows you have to play to make the same amount of money. Yes. That's just the way math works. Yes, it and, is, isn't it? <laughs> and the level that we were at, the amount that we would have to tour to make the living that we were used to was grueling. And we just sort of realized we were ramping up, ramping up, ramping up, but we're not making more money for it. We're yeah. staying, you know, we're staying level. And I was like, this is gonna, we're gonna run out of steam. Yeah. And, and, and just crash and burn. And I didn't want that to happen. I wanted to be in charge of our career, in charge of our happiness. Yeah. And uh, so we just started having, you know, those conversations of how do we want this business to look like? So we like, you kind of, I think maybe a lot of people in their 40s start to switch to the work hard, not smart model. Uh, <laughs> um, yes, actually, yeah. they do. Yes. So that's what that's what we've been doing is, is um, you know, we fired a ton of the overhead, um, the management and the whatnot and um, renegotiated deals and, and really got smart about our business, um, which frankly we should have done a long time ago. And... Now our overhead is so much lower that we can work way less and, and still have that income. Hmm. And that, to me, is a huge win. And still have the, our families, too. Our kids are getting bigger, and we were missing too much valuable time with our families. Yeah, I and, can imagine having kids and, not, and being on the road or not having them with you if you don't have that ability. Right, so the first five so years, tough. they're with you. And yeah. then once they're in school, they're not. Yeah. And, it, you know, I have my daughter half time, and that works really well for me. Um, but there was a couple years where I didn't quite have her half time. I'd miss about few, a few weeks on the yeah. other side of it. And that, while she doesn't know the difference, uh -huh. really started to bother me as like, Must have been hard. am I showing up as a parent? Yeah. So, you know, for me, that was a big part of the decision is, especially as a teen, mm -hmm. I felt like I needed to be here while she, every day is a different, you know, yeah. trial and drama. <laughs> so, I mean, what did you guys do? Did you like break a record contract or, I mean, what, no, how nobody did tells you, us how much we have to tour. How did you, how did you make it? How did you make it work? Did you say, okay, we're we all going to get jobs and, and we're only going to do this on weekends. We fired and... management. We fired our accountants. Um, I play, <laughs> See, a, yeah. yeah, I play a bigger <laughs> role in, um, really paying attention to the business side of it. We were kind of asleep at the wheel. Uh -huh. It's great to be on a salary. And we were on a salary, we put ourselves on a salary years ago. And that's great, except it really breeds complacence. 
So we weren't paying attention to our business. Uh, and that's part of why. Because you're still getting paid. So who cares what's going on with the, the rest? Hustle, Guess what? Right? Nobody was paying for any of the rest. Uh, yeah. So we, you know, then all of a sudden you have a mountain of debt you don't even know about. Yeah. So we got, last year was get out of debt year. So we worked really hard and now we're out of debt. Okay, high I five. I know. Bro. And then we just decided what our minimum to kind of leave the house was and um, got those guarantees and decided what um, size of crew was realistic for that. And we go out and, you know, we do a little more of the grunt work than we did in our heyday. But ultimately, I think it's really more rewarding. We're much more of a well-oiled machine now. Yeah. Yeah. So. I love that. Well, it's kind of like with this podcast for me. Um, you know, I started off in kind of a different iteration and it wasn't until I got to rename it and sort of reinvent it. Um, that I kind of found the joy in it again, and I'm, I'm so glad for that. That's because great. This gives me joy. All right, so we've chopped a mound of carrots. I mean, like, literally, it was a mound of carrots on this cutting board. Yeah. I see we've got red bell pepper. You're yeah, chopping up chop yellow. this yellow one. Um, there's some fire-roasted tomatoes. There's Ooh. some ground beef. So, okay, I think I started to tell you, but what I did was, and whenever I do a crock pot recipe, I just look up a bunch. Typically, I don't think that they have enough vegetables, right? Uh -huh. So one will be all about carrots and beef. Yeah. One will be sweet potatoes and beef. One will be bell peppers. And so I just scan through and find all the vegetables that each one puts in because mm. all the vegetables I've go together. I've only tried one chili with sweet potatoes and it made it too sweet. And I've never had guts to try mm. it again. Well, this one, well, you'll try one today and mm. let me know because I cooked half of this batch yesterday in the crock pot. I got a little carried away with my doubling my <laughs> recipe and I think I ultimately quadrupled my recipe. Really? So you heaped it in and they it, were all you couldn't put the it back it. out. It didn't uh, even fit. It like, luckily oh, it was only vegetables in there so we were able to just pull them back out and then see what did fit. And then that's when I realized hey I can do the other half and so with the, us together. This freezes well you said that earlier, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean uh we'll probably tunnel through this pretty fast but I don't I'm fine with freezing this, freezing pot roast. I really love making pot roast. Um, if you want a good pot roast recipe, since I'm not going to make one here, Pioneer <laughs> Woman's pot roast recipe Don't is perfect. Don't you love that show? Perfect. I've I never seen that the show, show, but I discovered a few times looking up recipes, hers were the one I chose. I'm like, who is this Pioneer Woman? Yeah. I really like her She has a really recipes. good enchilada recipe that I actually oh. had in my DVR until recently. It was really great. So, mm, all okay. right. Can you tell I'm hungry? I'm eating carrots. Yes, please do. As do you want a slice of bell pepper? Mm, sure. Oh, thank you. The Marty's Music Kitchen podcast is brought to you in cooperation with Oregon Music News. So, okay, we're chopping this stuff up. Yep. And what's our next step going to be? Well, the I already browned the beef yesterday, so you just pop that in a skillet and, um, you know, so there it is. All right, so I'm going to dump the ground beef in the crock pot. So that's the coolest thing about this. You, you brown the beef. In, really? Yeah, just dump it in. All you right. brown the beef, and then everything else you dump in the crock pot and you turn it on. Did you, uh, did you season up the beef at all? Uh, there's some salt and pepper in there, maybe some cumin. I'll, I'll throw a bunch, uh, bunch of stuff in there. And that's the other thing is I scan for herbs. You know, and sometimes there's a recipe, like one of them had cold brew coffee, and I wasn't going to adventure oh, venture into that unless I was going to follow their recipe specifically. I would be, I would be so <laughs> sunk into that because I can't have caffeine after like... Oh. Me 11 neither. o'clock in oh, the yeah. morning. I wouldn't put coffee in my dinner. Yeah. Cold brew coffee is like... Mm, well, I um, love it, but I have to have it This smells great. Okay, so that's in the crock pot. So now we just, here is a can opener. We'll open those other three. These three? The, we need to open these oh. three cans of tomato sauce and dump those in. On it. 
And so, yeah, so the beef's in there. Organic tomato in. sauce. Yep. Okay. I just dumped in a bowl of carrots, a bowl of sweet potatoes. All that stuff we just chopped. Yep. And you chopped it pretty small, I noticed, because I had to go through and re-chop. <laughs> I <laughs> don't the carrots I did. I am completely fine with if they're huge or small. I really don't care. If well, they, they can be in big hearty chunks, but this I think will cook everything more evenly. Um, and since the first batch I did, I cheated and did a food processor and that made them all much smaller. Oh, that's, yeah, that's actually really cool. But thank you for letting me be visceral and chop Yeah, things. I thought it'd be nice to. Ah, it's like jujitsu on a yeah, first date. Yeah. So you just dump it all in. Yep, so we did the vegetables. Now we're putting a, a couple of cans of, okay, so this is all in here. I'm gonna stir that up and then we'll just throw a bunch of That looks really good. Herbs in, thank you. And it'll be ready in the morning, isn't that nice? Mm -hmm. I'm going to. So how long do you cook it? I just put it on low and cook it overnight. It says six to eight hours in the recipes, but. So um, you mentioned another band called Brush Prairie. Tell me about it. So let's see. I think I was early 30s, maybe 33. I really wanted to sing and was just so scared. Um, and so I practiced. Uh, have you heard of um, karaoke from hell? <laughs> It's no. live karaoke. It's Not live yet. karaoke at Dante's. Well, actually, I think they're all over the place now. But it's Trey Shannon from Voodoo Donuts, the owner oh. of Voodoo Donuts. Yes, yeah. he has this band, and they know like five, six hundred songs. So you go up there and you get that. on stage and you sing the song with a band. Oh. So I was like, I'm gonna do this. And practice and practice and practice. Patsy Cline's "Walking After Midnight." Right. Downloaded the karaoke version, practiced that, and then went up there just. So scared. Are you like me? Your hands go cold, your feet go cold? No, I think I get sweaty. Oh. But, um, so I'm up there going, I go on walking after midnight, and I like kind of get through it, and then I'm done, and I'm just like, it's like I jumped out of an airplane and survived, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just parachuted for the first time. I felt fantastic. So I came back every week with a new song and became their, um, intermission DJ so I was always there with a new song and a little 30-minute DJ set and a friend uh, that would come down there asked if me and the guitar player would do the country songs that I cover there at a show of his at a party and so we did them and then that kept getting booked and I'm like so we were just Zia and Kirk and I'm like is this <laughs> and then a, a girl started Kirk. singing harmonies with us ah. Krista Buckland and so I'm like this is a band yeah. I just made a band. You just made a new band. Yeah. So I was like, well, what do you call a country band? I was born in Brush Prairie, so let's just go with that. And uh, then I was like, well, if you have a band, I guess you write songs. So I, yeah. I mean, I write about a song a year. I'm not prolific at all. Um, but I interspersed the, you know, Hank Williams and Patsy Cline and Willie Nelson covers with some of my own, and they fit in quite well. And it's just been my, I call it my music retirement plan. Right? When the, when the dandies are said and done in whatever, five, ten years, I mean, it's been so long now, it feels like it's going to go forever. Um, you can do country music in your 60s, 70s, and 80s. And you can do any music at any age. Really? I don't know if I want to play rock and roll yeah. in my 60s, 70s, and 80s. We'll see. Yeah. It's so much louder and, yeah. you know, there's so much more gear. Yeah. But I can show up and sing some country songs with some other, whatever other old coots are around. Yeah. And yeah, so old it's, coots. It's my music. Yes, the, that's a requirement for country music. There's got to uh, be some old, old coots. coots. <laughs> right. 
You know, I love that you feed those other genres. I do as well. I mean, I do jazz and I do pop, but I really listen to a ton of alternative music as well. And I grew up playing classical, so I don't listen to it much anymore, but they all feed me in a different way. Yeah, I say I like the cream of the crop of all genres. <laughs> which is what? The best stuff. <laughs> it's the best to stuff. Me, all right, there to I me, go. it's very clear which is the best and which isn't, whether yeah. other people agree or not. That's yeah. their problem. Yeah. All right, so we're going to chop up some garlic. Yeah, but just, I'm going to leave it really big pieces. All right. And I love when you get a little. This crock pot is looking really full. I know, and I still have to add some bone broth. All right. So, but this is how it looked yesterday. So, so we're going to have this again, that much over. So what, what is that, a half a gallon? That's a gallon. A lot. We're going to end up with two gallons of chili. Yeah. Yes, but uh, my, my boyfriend and jujitsu mm -hmm. pal, uh, we went in on this together. He's doing the whole 30, which now is the whole 60 because we're doing two months. But uh -huh. he's doing this with me. So. And uh, now it's on record it. that he's doing this with you. So we get back out. I know. He's, he did really well. We did both, he? Yep. We both. Um, well, you've done it before, so you can encourage him. Mm hmm. And, um, and he's, you know, I think he did the Atkins years ago when, when that was kind of the first no uh, carb trend. Yeah. Yeah, um, I have a friend at work. Uh, her name is Cindy, and I have another friend, Heather, and they're both doing Whole30. So It's um, the popular yeah. one right now. You know, I don't want to call it a fad diet because I'm not specifically doing it to lose weight, but, um, you know, cleanses and, and diets, elimination diets, they're, they have trends, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. then the nutrition um, information, the school of, of um, information grows, mm -hmm. and then the... Um, the cleanses get modified uh -huh. to reflect the new information and then somebody makes a new book and then there's a new trend, right? Yeah, right. And so right now it's the Whole30 and of course the newer trend really is the, um, the uh, IF diets, mm. the intermittent fasting. Oh yeah, that is actually, I've read a lot about That's that the, and I have, I've been interested in it myself but it's like, man, I would so have to... I like eating. I, uh, man. You wouldn't have a show if everyone was fasting. I would be like, yeah, my uh, yeah, my blood sugar drops in the morning if I don't eat by like 10. And so I'm not sure how I'm going to do it. But, you know, I, I like know. to give everything just, a try. I'm an information girl. I take it all in. So, yeah. you know, you mentioned writing. So this might be a good time to talk about the new Dandy Warhol CD. And that's coming out in January. I think, yes, the release is in January. We have, we're actually doing 12 days in Europe, which is a long tour for us these days. Well, Europe, though, that's good. Yeah, January, Europe, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be cold. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so we, we made this our 10th studio album. Congratulations. That's, I know. That's really cool. What an accomplishment, <laughs> right? Our 25-year anniversary is next year. I can't even believe that. I mean, does time just like we blink and it's gone, right? Well, yeah. I mean, so since I was 18, I've been doing this. I did not expect it to be like my life, my whole life. My, the body of work of me yeah. is the Dandy Warhols. It's so bizarre. That's neat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty proud of it. Uh, so yeah, we have this album and this is the first album where a song that I wrote, I mean, I've co-wrote stuff with those guys, you know, contributed, but um, never presented and produced a, a song. You've got a song on this CD. Yeah, a Brush Prairie song was um, reinterpreted as a Dandy Warhol song, which was so fun. And I had a really <laughs> good time, like, you know, I, uh, showing them what I wanted on guitar and... Um, Mixing it and, and just all the things you do to make a song a song. They, I had the reins and it was really, really fun. And I like how it turned out. And um, it's called High Life. So hopefully we'll get a huge, 
you know, ad campaign from <laughs> my life here and be set for <laughs> wife. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, okay, so let's just play the clip that you chose, okay? Okay, great. I'm gonna live the high life till I die. I'm gonna live the high life till I die. Sticks and stones, don't drink in my phone. Talk about me when I'm dead and gone. I'm gonna live the high life till I die. Well, everything you do makes me insane. Can I just give up now or live in vain? Here's my heart, you might as well take it. It for you, you might as well break it. But I'm gonna live the high life till I die. I'm gonna live the high life till I die. Laugh it up, oh baby, you know why. Six steps on the break of my bones. Talk about me when I'm dead and gone. I'm gonna live the high life till I die. Oh, I like that song. That's like a toe tapper. Uh, yeah, I can't I get a barn burner. You know what? I'm gonna be going to bed. And, mm, mm, mm. I'm gonna be singing that in my head tonight. So, um, what are the lyrics That's a good about? sign. Uh, you know, it's I co-wrote it with a guy um, that was in Brush Prairie, actually the bass player of the Shivas, if you know that band. And um, he, you know, ripped it off from some other old country song. So it's one of those, one of those ones. Uh, and it's, I'm going to live the high life till I die. Laugh it up, boy, baby, you know why. Sticks and stones go breaking my bones. Talk about me when I'm dead and gone. So it's just yeah. this rowdy, defiant, screw you guys, I'm going to have a good time no matter what you hand me. No matter what life hands me, I'm going to have a good time. This is so. my kind of song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so while this song was playing, we dumped bone broth in here into the crock pot. And uh, you have one of the fancy ones that has like little handles yes. on it. So, and then uh, just salt, pepper, cumin, uh, thyme, oregano, red chili flakes, cayenne, chili powder. And stir it all in. Stir it all in. And I don't measure that stuff. I just throw in a pile. And we'll um, have uh, the recipe available both on uh, SoundCloud and on also on Oregon Music News when yeah. this episode and airs. And it is widely in open to interpretation. <laughs> yeah, it's a great combo, thing about crock This is Zia's combo chili recipe. Yeah, can't right. go wrong chili. And we've got some that I can actually try right yes. here. We have that, some already um, ready magically. This, you made yesterday mm -hmm. and heated it up for me, mm -hmm. and it smells delicious. And it, uh, I can see that everything kind of you know really. Um, melted together almost. Yeah, I think so. that's when the smaller pieces can be better. Sometimes I want big chunks to taste each thing, but sometimes I want it all oh. to blend. Wow. Oh, it's good. It's really, really good. <laughs> I was relieved when I tasted it today, I it's promise got, you. It's got a zing. Yeah, it's, it's spicier than I expected, actually. And it's a little, it's got a little heat, but not overwhelming. I'm not a four alarm chili girl. Mm. Only like a three. Yeah, two and a half. Two and a half? I don't like super, super We're spicy. We're dialing it down. <laughs> yeah, I don't like super oh, spicy. Oh, so good. It's like, it has a consistency of almost um, like stew because literally it's like the beef and the tomatoes and, so and everything tomatoes. all yeah. went in together. You know, one ingredient we didn't talk about, did you add the, did you say they were, what kind of tomatoes? Fire roasted, Fi fire roasted. tomatoes. Yeah. And did you throw these in here? I did. Yep. They came right out of the can, right into the crock pot. Not out of your garden? I was going to be all no, impressed. Zia, I did. You fire roasted your own I have tomatoes. Some beets in there that okay. are from my garden that were in the last uh, roasted vegetable dish that I made. 
There are a few tomatoes from the last little harvest in that bowl. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have enough for fresh salads. I don't have enough for, you know, my yield. I probably pay more to have a garden than I would if I just went and bought the produce. It's really a hobby. Well, it's a good thing that um, you're not growing a garden in January when you're going to be gone on tour. Exactly. And this is going to promote your new CD for the Dandy Warhols. Yep. Yeah, so that's going to be kind of a, a super cool thing. And your song's on there. I know. And it will be our 25-year anniversary tour. And we'll promote that album and high-five each other that we made it 25 years. That is so great. Yeah. Um, where can people hear um, or learn about Brush Prairie? If they want to come check you out. Uh, well, there's a Brushbury Facebook page. There's a there's one official video online. There's a few, you know, kind of low quality live pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, we play out here and there. We just did the Southwester out of the coast mm-hmm. in June. Uh, the intention is to do more shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, my actually my principal broker, Steve, is my uh, organ piano player now. And he's amazing. Really? He's really good. Yeah. And so now that he's in the band, I really like the three piece of, I mean, he's basically two musicians in one. He's got a real Ray Manzarek type thing going. Um, So with him and then um, Topher, who's kind of my right hand man, he can be bass when we're a full band or guitar when it's just the two of us. Mm -hmm. And so that three piece is kind of my favorite lineup. It's low maintenance, but still sounds really full. Right. And uh, so now that we have that, there's more shows on the horizon. And when's the next uh, Dandy Warhol's performance? Uh, December 1st. I'm sorry, exotic weekend. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Thank you. December 1st at the Crystal Ballroom. We do a holiday show every year, $1 uh, from each ticket goes to a charity. We haven't figured out which charity this year. And this year's theme is birthday Christmas. So it'll all be all about the baby Jesus and really? birthday hats. Do you know my birthday's on Christmas? Really? Yeah. I'm no baby Jesus, but you know my birthday's <laughs> on Christmas. Well, we might be putting you in the nativity There you scene. go. Just send me a day. Here you go. Birthday present. Thank you. No. Yeah. Marty, I might, I might be a little bit big for the nativity scene. <laughs> we'll just make a really big I'm nativity scene. I'm too tall. Scene. <laughs> I'm too tall at five foot one. Well, there's going to be a huge manger on stage just yeah. for you. Anyway, well, this has been super fun. I've really enjoyed this. Yeah, it was a really nice time. You're a fascinating person. We should do this again sometime. (laughs) Thanks for coming over. All right, well, hey, thanks so much for being on the show. My pleasure. I'm your host, jazz singer Marty Mendenhall. This show was made with support from patrons just like you. Find out how you can attend a recording of the show and be part of the fun at patreon.com forward slash Marty Mendenhall. Thanks so much for listening and see you next time on Marty's Music Kitchen.